because he wanted to review the Royal Rumble with me. I was like, okay, cool. So, and we just got finished reviewing it and everything. And just been having my day off of work, but not day off from the pod. And no, there's no day off for that for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, how has well, apparently, 2023 has started off great for you because, because, because from being on your Twitter feed, girl, you, you, you've been cracking that day. Uh, from shoots with uh, my man, Sim Photographer, and Blush, Blush Erotica, um, and then uh, my man, Ty Stokes, raving about you and everything and stuff. And um, how have the year been treating you? Say it again. I said, how have the year been treating you so far? Um, Work-wise, uh, it's been really well. I went to AVN and I got a lot of really great content. Um, personally, it's been a little rough. It's been a rough start, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm still grinding. I'm still pushing with a smile on my face. So, yes, and a pretty smile, I must admit, most Thanks. definitely. See the pretty smile. So, so you went to AVN. So this, of course, it's probably your first AVN and what have you. Tell me about your experience going out to Vegas to the big dog event. It was exciting. Um, I'm really glad that I went. I didn't spend as much time as I would have liked at the actual convention. Mm-hmm. Um, I I went by myself and I kind of got overwhelmed by the crowds and everything. Yeah. I didn't spend as much time as I would have liked there. I would have liked to do a booth. I didn't <laughs> honestly didn't know that that was an option for me. Uh, so yeah. I didn't apply to any of them, um, mm-hmm. but I will next year around. I'm gonna definitely try and see if I can get into one and definitely network. Some oh yeah, because when you're on the booth, it 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 makes you look people looking at you in a different light versus just the girls just walking around. Right. You know, because you have a central location where people can find you, and it's just the aesthetics of it that you at a booth. It shows importance right. in many ways. You know, period. So, and, and of course, you say you did a bunch of shoots while you were there, which I'm pretty sure. Did all the shoots that you had booked go through? Did you have a couple that fell through? Yeah, I had a couple that I re- was really looking forward to. Um, Saucy, uh, I want Saucy. I really wanted to work with her, and that didn't mm-hmm. that didn't, didn't end up working. Um, but uh, for the most part, I think most of my shoots that were planned with oh, and uh, Amani Seduction, I really wanted to work with her, but my flight got delayed. Oh. I was supposed to work with her when I landed, but my flight mm-hmm. got delayed. So okay, so you just did, but just you. So did you do any boy girl shoots, or it was just mainly girl girl or fetish? No, or? I did a boy girl shoot with Samaj, um, which was really fun. Pretty <laughs> um, the show. He's great. And I did a tit smothering video with uh, Flat Jack and Toby. Yeah, I was just looking at that. <laughs> and how big are those big titties of yours, my darling? They are 38Ks. Yeah, shake them, shake them, shake them, shake them. We love when you shake them. Yes, 38, 38K. Ooh, yeah. good night. Well, you up there with, yeah, yeah you you on your way to Score Magazine or something out of this piece. You know, period, because big titties is what they do, what have you. And everything, and you always had big titties, huh? Yeah, yeah. Came in really early, and <laughs> I thought I really, honestly thought they weren't gonna stop growing because even after I graduated <laughs> high school, they were still getting bigger. So, oh my goodness! And she got booty too, people. She just ain't titties. <laughs> Mostly titty, but I got but, a little booty. Yeah, but but shoot, but yeah, but the titties are the money makers, as I can see at this piece. So. With that being said, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor. And y'all know what to do. If you want to be a podcaster, even download the app or go to anchor.fm and get yourself a profile. I'm your host, Kevin Officer of the Champ, a.k.a. The Porn Rap Star. Y'all know what it is. Find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com, backslash Porn Rap Star. Four wonderful sponsors to tell you about. First one being the Facebook LS community, lsworld.com. Next up is the highest adult mag in the game, racismmagazine.com. Also, check out 90% profit for you content creators, as well as no hashtag issues, and for you consumers, a new place where you consume your triple X content. And we're talking about excitebunny.com. And last but not least, award-winning, award-nominated, also black-owned. Smut with voiceover, and she worked for them, and happened to be our, one of our sponsors. We're talking about Blush Erotica, so go to BlushErotica.com, and while you're there, go ahead and check out their virtual reality side, 
which is called Viva. So that means you get to actually see some sex with your Oculus. Mm, next level shit, don't you think? Also, Proud Moon, the GW District Black Podcasting Network. So go over to shopgwdistrict.com and buy products from over 500 black-owned retailer shops and boutiques. Also, go over to fullyswapradio.com where you can listen to me Five days a week in the morning, you can wake and bake and drink your coffee with me and the top porn star. Chop it up about the business of porn and everything else up under the sun. Also, check me out skyhawkafterdarktv.com as well as the BGPLLC app, which I was just on talking about wrestling. Go check out my man, Gerald Roberts. He got some hot shit going on. So I'm going to show up with this sexy, gorgeous newbie with huge titties and a nasty, freaky disposition introduce herself. Hi, I'm Anastasia Allen Poe. I'm mm-hmm. new on the scene. I've been in the industry for about a year now. I'm a BBW model um, mm-hmm. and a fetish model. Um, yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yes, because I always talk to females about always expanding your, your repertoire to the fetish world because there's money there yeah. and everything. So we're going to take a time machine. We're going to go back. I don't know how far back because I, I, I don't think you've been in the game that long. But what brought you into the game? So it's funny. I actually um, got my start sort of accidentally on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. I inadvertently posted a tweet about my feet. Mm-hmm. And I got inundated with messages asking for foot content. So I just started mm-hmm. selling pics on Twitter. Um, just mm-hmm. through DMs and like posting, you know, occasional tweets of my feet and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I... I started getting, you know, I was doing fairly well with that. Um, and I started getting more messages for like more hardcore stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I've always had an interest in that world. So, <laughs> uh, I was definitely, I saw some appeal there and I saw that I had market for it. So I mm-hmm. kind of took that plunge and that was mm-hmm. October of 2021. Um, Ooh, okay. I made my only fans and yeah, the rest is history. So it began with you sending your pictures on Twitter. And mm-hmm. people say you can't make money with Twitter. Who are fucking? Uh, <laughs> so, 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 it started with your foot fetish, or yes. what have you? And then um, you start getting requests what, for titty pictures and and so on, or what have you. So, from there, when did you start doing video stuff? Because of course, when you got your OnlyFans, I'm pretty sure pictures just, even though don't get twisted, pictures may sell. The money's in the video. Yeah, for sure. Um, it maybe a month or two into having the OnlyFans, it was mostly pictures and some solo videos. Um, mm-hmm. and then finally I was like, you know, let me find a partner, a, somebody local that I could shoot with. And I, um, I had a friend, um, that was mm-hmm. sort of interested in doing his, his own OnlyFans. Um, so I sort of worked with him and then I reached out to Vex Voltage, um, who's mm-hmm. absolutely incredible mm-hmm. and, uh, started working with her as well. Uh, so that was my foray into collabs and stuff. Okay, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So it's kind of like, uh, so when you cut your teeth with uh, your boy, your first boy girl, it was with another content creator. Um, he's not. He's not exactly a well. Yes, he is a content creator. Has his own OnlyFans. He doesn't market. He's not like very much in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, he just sort of does it on the side sort of thing, but he is mm-hmm. another content creator, yes. Okay, okay, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And that was what y'all do, like POV, yeah, uh, tripod work, stuff like that. Okay, yes. okay, okay, okay. So you you was cutting your teeth, breaking the ice right there and there, getting getting yourself camera ready. <laughs> yeah. So so with that, because a lot of girls stay right there. So what made you decide to elevate to want to deal with more professional guys? Um, I mean, that was always the goal was to go sort of a little bit more mainstream. Um, I, I, I think I want to make the best content that I possibly can. And I think mm-hmm. in order to do that, I have to work with better people and I have to um, learn more of the back end and that sort of stuff. So that mm-hmm. that's important to me. Out. So, who was the first professional guy that you reached out to? You worked with? Um, well, Vex. Vex is a professional. She's been in the industry mm-hmm. for, I think, almost ten years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an alt performer. Um, and then um, I reached out to uh, 
Charles, I think, was the next person that I reached out to from Blush Erotica. Mm. Um, absolutely. Cinematographer, the cinematographer yeah. on Twitter. So, 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 so you jumped up. You, 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 you She said, let, let me go fuck with the award winning. <laughs> I took my shot. I took my shot. I saw an opportunity and I took my shot. Mm-hmm. No doubt, no doubt. So, so let's unpack the shoot that you did with cinematographer. So what was your first shoot working with Blush Erotica? Um, that was actually at AVN. Um, it was a domin- domination scene that I did with Princess Dandy. Okay. Um, that was, oh, so much fun. I can't say enough good things about her. She is so sweet and so, she is a hard worker. Let me mm-hmm. just, she definitely is. Um, and that, and um, the cinematographer, he was wonderful. Um, super great with all of the angles and giving direction and that sort of thing. So that was really fun. And then we tried to do a VR scene, but it got... He had had a full day of shoots, and so had I. So it was it, we kind of got a little, a little <laughs> burnt out toward the end. Oh yeah, because I'm sorry, v, it, for, to be a VR dick, it's it's a lot of work because yeah. you can't move, you can't hardly breathe. You, I got to sit here and take you sucking that dick, and I can't even express how great it is. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> 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 you know, just, just stuck, petrified. So, but yeah, you got to pace yourself when you do the conventions because not only for yourself, but also the guys that come in today also got to pace themselves because when you coming in, you you the third shoot in or or this is my third shoot. You know, one depending upon how hard I went these first couple of shoots, I'm coming in and. You know, it's it it yeah. There's a lot that you deal with when you deal with conventions versus if you had a content house or if it's a more of a one-on-one type situation for content trade. Right. You know, yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> so so how did you decide to pace yourself so you wouldn't wear yourself out? Um, I I took a lot of breaks. Um, and I you know. I pushed back if I needed to, you know, take a nap or something. I was quick mm-hmm. to say, hey, can we push it back an hour or so or whatever I needed. Um, but I just, I didn't schedule. I mean, I scheduled a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't schedule so much that I, I would get terribly burnt out. It was just that that day, I had a full day, and I did have a bad experience at one of my shoots, and that sort of wore me out a little bit more. Oh, God, I hate to hear that. <laughs> It happens. It happens. It's part yeah. of the industry. You live and you learn. But um, yeah, I kind of went in with a uh, a little bit less energy, a little bit of a lower energy level than I would have wanted. So what made the, the 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 experience for the other shoot bad? Was it the talent? Was it the producer? Was it just it just wasn't a vibe? It was the talent, and uh, it it yeah, it was just a bad decision on my part to work mm-hmm. with that particular person and. Yeah, I learned my lesson. That speaks volumes. It goes back to, like I said, people, professionalism. Yeah. <laughs> professionalism makes pussy wet sometimes, my friend. Yeah, it Just does. let you know. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sorry. It's like, even in my days, it's like females respect it more if you keep it, you know, it like this, even to the point, it like this, if you keep it straight laced. Because uh, even my had girls sit there and say, Dad, you don't like me because you don't rub on my ass or nothing. I'm like, babe, I don't want to come off thirsty or nothing. I don't want you to t- telling people that, oh, he was all on me. He wouldn't even let me get dressed. <laughs> he just kept touching me. I didn't want him to touch me. You know, nah, I don't want to be that dude. You know what I'm saying? I heard what happened when dudes be that dude. You know, because they don't realize some of y'all are married, got husbands at home and this is fucking work. I mean, shit, what more okay. pussy do you need? You're already getting the pussy anyway, motherfucker. But I haven't got them take out the dinner. So what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, um, so, but anyway, but, but like I said, with, um, with the bad experience, like with the bad experience, did you, how did you get through it? Because, because a lot of people don't never talk about when they have a shoot that is rough going. So. Um, I, I spoke a little bit about it on Twitter and I got a lot of support from other performers um, mm-hmm. and fans and stuff. Um, so that helps a lot. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. just just sort of taking a step back and, and recognizing, you know, yeah. the risks that 
come with mm-hmm. working in this industry mm-hmm. um, and that you really have to be careful and look out for yourself and, and do your, your due diligence and vet people and mm-hmm. all of that. So. Oh, yeah, because like I tell anybody, even with tests, you're only as good as the last person you fucked. Yeah. You know, period. And it's just funny from having conversations with, with legends, you know, recently. Like, how it was then and how it is now. Like, shit, 30 days was good. Now, shit, you better be walking in three days. <laughs> 14 days. I'm like, but y'all spend money on TTS. Like, goddamn, like, it became a straight-up bill, literally. It's crazy. It's like $300, $400 to get those tests done. And people wonder why my ass was tired. Yeah, that's, that's a bill, goddamn it. That, that. That's a card note. <laughs> right. And then, and, then, and then also, you have to be in an area where you have a lot of talent that you can reach out to to where it is worth that 350 Right. I done got five, six scenes done or what have you within that time frame. And it, it's your hurting feeling that you done pay that 350 somebody flaked. And that was the only shoot you had left. Oh, God, that's, a, that's money lost you can't get back. Right. So, yeah, because I, I tell people you got to also, it's a sacrifice that we take in our personal sex life because we have to be careful about who the hell we fuck because part of our money is made of being clean. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I noticed that um, it, when it comes to your brand, is your brand going to be more fetish heavy or more content, boy, girl, girl, girl heavy? Um, at the moment, it's kind of a mix. Um, I'm leaning more towards the fetish world just because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a bit of a more of a market there, and there's mm-hmm. a not that there's less competition, um, but there's mm-hmm. there's more room for like your own niche, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's not saturated, neither. Yeah. Yeah, it's not saturated. So because um, for one, it like we have professional performers. They use the boy girl content as just a change of pace type video. Right. Versus someone that is dependent upon content, they use the fetish. You know what I'm saying? But even more so, um, I think it hurts them to a certain extent because the fetish one, their fan base is more rabid, they're more loyal, and they're willing to spend the money that you're asking for versus a content based fan base. Right. You know, I kind of noticed that myself. It's just me. <laughs> so, what fetishes do you do? Um, I'm I'm really open to a lot. I am. I'm sort of on the fence about this one right now. I know okay. that there's a huge market for it, but personally, it makes me very uncomfortable. And that's the sort of the incest or sort of pseudo incest, the step sibling stuff. Oh, okay. I'm not I'm not too keen on that, but I know that there's a big market for it. So it's something that I'm sort of mulling mm-hmm. over right now. Um, mm-hmm. But the stuff that I do do, I like um, some femdom stuff. I like mm-hmm. a lot of tit heavy content, tit smothering, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some feet stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. I haven't done I haven't been lucky enough to do my first foot job yet, so that is on my list for this year. Um, <laughs> what else? Um, I, I like to dabble in a bit of everything. I've done some, like, wedgie stuff, some tickling stuff, really, mm-hmm. like, um, and I'm trying to get more into um, the jerk-off instructions and, like, mm-hmm. um, small penis humiliation. I know that's a big, big one. Mm-hmm. I just did a video about that. Um, so. Yeah, because you'd be surprised. People don't realize how many things are fetish. Sneezing. Um, <laughs> you know, of course, vomit. I mean, I, uh, shoot, I was sitting there talking to somebody to do... Uh, giantist, you know, type fetish or what have you. Or even the bondage where there's no sex involved, she just tied the fuck up. That's yeah. it, you know. Um, but I tell people, if you're going to, which is the kicker I always said, in order for you to survive in this business without fucking a dude, you have to be good at extreme kink and fetish or you a damn great webcam. <laughs> if not, at some point, Sorry, ladies, you will have to suck a dick or fuck a dick at some point. It's true. It's true. Yeah, because I, I be hearing girls. I be hearing girls that sit there and be 
Like, well, I'm worried that if I do that, my fan base is going to leave me. It's going to hurt me this and third. No, you're going to expand your fan base. And two, your fan base is kind of a natural succession and progression into that anyway. You know, it just, it, but that's the reason why you expand your repertoire to where you have variety on your site to where you won't bore your fans. Right. So, they, so they're not seeing too much boy girl. They're not seeing, they're seeing fetish. They're seeing boy girl. They're seeing girl girl. They're seeing game bang. They're seeing whatever, of course, what you're into or whatever. But it, the whole key is not to bore your fan base because people don't realize you can bore the shit out of your fan base. Oh, yeah. Make the money go down. Just doing the same thing over and over again and not really exploring other worlds. That It gets old. That's why I like to do sort of different niche stuff. Most definitely, most definitely. So, of course, you do content trade or what have you, and you have cut your teeth with top talent. So what do someone have to bring to the table, especially men, because that's going to be <clears throat> women I'm not worried about because we know how that works. It, 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 if you find a pretty and y'all connect, it's on. But dudes is a totally different animal. All right. Um, what do a dude have to bring to the table for Anastasia to say, yes, I do concentrate with It has to be, there has to be a level of professionalism to you. Um, you know, if I look at, well, I don't know. There has to be a level of professionalism, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there has to be an openness to the fetish scene. I, I 100% am comfortable doing straight boy-girl scenes, mm-hmm. uh, but I like people who are comfortable with uh, titty fuck. Like, if you can't, if that's not something that you're into, that's not, you know, that's huge for my fan base. I like to try to squeeze that into every one of my boy-girl scenes. Um, So being comfortable with um, different things, not just straight sex, is important Mm. to me. Um, Yeah, just flexibility in general, I look Mm. for. um, Mm Professionalism yeah, but, and, and flexibility. Yeah, because even with me, like let's say, if it, like let's say, if I working with you. Yes, I, even if I did a boo job scene, titty fucking be involved in it. Um, just just little things that can be done. For example, if I would make sure that she would ride my dick reverse cowgirl with her titties bouncing. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Um, if it's missionary, she got her toes playing with my nipples. That's little tidbit stuff within that boy-girl scene that also plays into the fetish. And a lot of guys don't understand that psychology of it because also you're not only carrying to your boy-girl fan base, but you're also carrying to your fetish fan base at the same time with the little tidbit stuff. Right. You know, pretty, shit, hell, milking. I'm like, shit, yeah, that, that, that's hot. You know what I'm saying? You know, but the point being is that a lot of these dudes had to be willing to be down for doing fetish. A lot of these motherfuckers, they just want to fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. And you missing out because you can play to that fetish shit too, even though we're men. So, shoot. So, well, of course, we know we do the. Of course, the question is always comes for you. We come to ladies like yourself, which makes more, t- more money, titties or ass? It's titties. It's titties for me. I I got a little booty back there, a little bit, but it it ain't an it ain't award winning. Let's just say. Yeah, them titties definitely. Cause um, looking at your pictures, I like man, she got some nice titties. Thank <laughs> you, pretty, thank you. Pretty ass areolas. <laughs> oh my god, woo! So yeah, titty fuck scene is definitely definitely being the cause with your ass for sure. So so with that, cause I know that. Point get more extreme. Like, what's some of the extreme, more extreme stuff that you're looking to do at your repertoire? So it's like game bangs, DPs, do you do anal, any of that? Definitely, definitely. I definitely want to do um, more anal. I would love to do a game bang scene. I really want to do, um, and I think I would be exceptionally good at um, some puke stuff, mm-hmm. um, like some facial abuse. I know that that's really popular. Um, so. She, she is a switch. <laughs> she's a switch she's a dom and a sub <laughs> I'm a dog. that's why I can tell certain things baby. I can tell certain things so so for your game bang what would be the perfect number of dudes four probably I think I could do four you a modest you modest to say she said four it'd be so good if you talk some ten you know ten would be perfect <laughs> I'm like just for my first 
one just to ease me in. Just mm -hmm. four. I think I could do four and then bump it up. So with with uh with anal, is this something you do in your normal sex life? Not as much. Um I do I do dabble in it occasionally, um, but it's not my favorite. There's a lot of prep that has to go into doing anal. Yeah, which y'all about to get to. Go ahead. Um, yeah, explain the prep. Because see a lot of people don't realize when we come on set, there's a physical and mental preparation that we have to do when we go on this set. Right. And you'll never hear people talk about it. Even with the anal, you have to prep your ass for it. Even the dog said, yeah, it's prep, damn it. You have to prep. <laughs> I agree with you, Bob. <laughs> I've seen her do it. But anyway, <laughs> you know that way you be fucking the dog be sitting right there at the edge of being like. No. Oh, I kick her out the room. She don't need to see that. Like, what you watching for? You don't understand what we doing. <laughs> <laughs> But but now but but back to who was saying so it speak to like the prep that you have to do before you do these things. Um, so I do um I do usually do like an anal douche or an enema. Um, I like to do some stretching, so I'll usually do like a butt plug or, or two or or even a dildo, uh, mm -hmm. just to stretch it out a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, and then just sort of mentally preparing myself, um, mm -hmm. because. There is obviously, even with proper lubrication, there's a little bit of pain that comes with anal. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's just gonna happen, especially if you work with somebody who has a big dick. Um, it, it's gonna, you're gonna be a little bit uncomfortable at first. So um, just mentally preparing for that, um, sort of doing a little bit of meditation, a little, mm -hmm. you know, processing. Um, but yeah. And then when you on set, because like I said, um, in some cases, because like. In some cases, you probably didn't get a chance to meet the talent ahead of time. And in some cases, you did. So speak to some of the things that people can do on set to help break the ice, create chemistry, to make each other feel comfortable before they do a shoot. Because I think um, that's very important that people don't know about. I Just introductions are super important. Um, you know, come in, introduce yourself, you know, sort of give, you know, I don't know your sort of vibe like what what you like on set what mm -hmm. kind of things are going to make you comfortable uh, I'm just kind of being like friendly in general mm -hmm. and uh like shooting the shit with with talent is super important to me on set mm -hmm. I like to feel comfortable I like to feel like I'm with a friend um because you're about to do something really intimate on camera mm -hmm. um so like uh aj fresh i worked with in vegas um wonderful talent um we he and i talked video games before mm -hmm. we shot and that was a lot of fun just you know shooting the shit um uh, mm -hmm. princess dandy and i went out uh i like to smoke a lot of joints uh mm -hmm. so i went out we she did not smoke but i i you know i smoked a joint we went out and talked a little bit about mm -hmm. you know where we got our start and that sort of thing mm -hmm. um so you know just just getting comfortable with each other communicating with each other is super important before a shoot yeah because in, in many ways whether it's you shooting with a man or a woman we do have to woo each other to a certain right. extent you know it, it's not that we're trying to fuck each other off camera no it's right. It makes her feel good to know that I actually going to enjoy fucking her on camera. Right. You know, period. And vice versa. So that's part of getting the chemistry, talking to each other, figuring out boundaries, it, you know, um, because a lot of times men don't talk about their boundaries. That's true. Enough that's on set, you know, period. The women talk about theirs, but we don't talk about ours. And then, then he, he's sitting there eyeing your ass mad at you because you didn't touch his ass with him. But you never said she could touch your ass, though. Exactly. You, you, you didn't. <laughs> it comes down to communication. You got to communicate those things. Like, nobody's a mind reader ever. So you you have to say, like, hey, that's absolutely off limits. Like, that's going to make me uncomfortable. Or, hey, this is something that I'm open to. But you got to communicate that ahead of time. You know, just, just communicate. Yes, most definitely. So, people, you know what time of the show it is. It's the time to show where the pushes go, dry the dicks go limp. Let's talk about the business. Now, this is the part of the show where we get serious. We talk about the business side of things because it's more than just filming. So when you walked into this, did you realize how much work it takes to pursue this? 
No, I, I didn't. I went in very naive. I just was sort of drawn in by the uh, the glitz and glam of it um, and not really thinking about how much was going to go in on the back end and what was going to what it was going to take just to build an audience. Um, so, no, I, I went in very naive. Um, I should have done some more research before I got my start. But I, I you know, I have people that I can reach out to. I'm not hesitant to to shoot a DM to somebody, even if I don't get a response. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always I'm always there to take that shot, you know. Yeah, because lots of people think that this is easy money. Um you know what I'm saying, especially with certain people that gets pushed up by social media. And um such as a Miss B Nash, such as Jimmy Smack, such as what they were talking about with Iggy Azalea. And it makes it seem like what we do is not that hard, not that important, not that great. I mean, I remember people used to ask, is the sex really real? Do you really fuck them? Uh, I kind of have to really fuck them more for me to come. I just can't come off a thought. <laughs> you know, I mean, even though it, it, y'all don't necessarily reach an orgasm every time y'all shoot. Right. You know, so, it's, so have you reached orgasm on set before? Uh yeah. Yes. Wait a second. With female and male or just a female? Both. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, cause a lot of girls sometimes don't don't reach their orgasm on on camera, which is not even about their orgasm, but it's nice to see them have an orgasm. <laughs> cause some of them be looking sexy as hell with their orgasm, be shivering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but even more so, like I said, so, of course, because like you said, you got OnlyFans. Um, what other sites do you also have under your belt that you have your uh, content? Mini vids is, is a big one for me. Um, X videos and Pornhub. Mm-hmm. Although, uh, I'm in the middle of a, a brand change, so I'm, I'm still getting those sites up, mm-hmm. up and running. Um, so mini vids and OnlyFans are the big ones, right? Now, are you looking to separate your hardcore content from your fetish content? I know some people yeah. have a fetish side of what they do, you know what I'm saying? And then they have a site where it's the hardcore stuff. That's something you're looking to do in the future. Um, I'm looking into it, yeah. I'm, I'm looking into I know I want clips as a big fetish site, um, so I think mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, look into getting an account on there and uploading more of the fetish stuff up there. Mm-hmm. Um uh, right now, both of my sites, are, all of my sites, are a mix of content. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, the fetish stuff uh, is, excuse me, particularly on the tube sites, the fetish stuff is a little bit less popular than the the traditional yeah. boy girl stuff, the hardcore stuff. Um, but on the on minivids and OnlyFans, it's the it's the other way. The fetish stuff does mm-hmm. tremendously well. Well, see, because they're more catered to the fetish by two sizes catering to the fucking. You know, a lot of people don't really understand because think about it. Any site that has webcamming, if you notice, is fetish heavy. The only one that doesn't have webcam is fetish heavy is Clips for Sale. That's because they've been grandfathered in. That's one of the first mm-hmm. fetish sites out there. <clears throat> you know, period. How I know, because I've been in the business that long to know. <laughs> you used to be time up with a laughing you as you had a Clips for Sale. Funny what funny how times change. Mm-hmm. You know. But here's the other thing. How many of the functions do you use on these sites to make money? Um, so OnlyFans, I primarily just use uh, I sell customs. That's where I make okay. most of my money on OnlyFans and subscriptions. Um minivids, I am trying to utilize all of them. Uh, I have information up for texting, for sexting, for video calls and all of that. Um, I that's not as popular as just my regular clip sales. Um, but uh, and I am using the membership on there. I, I took me a while to figure that one out, but I did eventually <laughs> get that one run up and running. Um, so I minivids I'm using as much as I possibly can on there. Um, OnlyFans is a little bit more um, restricted. Yeah, because um, because like I said, with with you, and we about to get into the brand talk. Is that you're developing your brand, you know, mm-hmm. slowly but surely, what have you? 
and everything. What do you want to implement into your brand that you have not implemented yet? It's a good question. Um, I don't know. Um, I I'm really looking for more guidance when it comes to the business side right now because I don't have a lot of information on it. I don't have a lot of background on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I'm more um, content heavy and I'm more focused on the creation of content mm-hmm. and collabing and networking and meeting as many people as I can to work with. Um, so building the brand is sort of secondary right now, which mm-hmm. isn't ideal because I am still a very, mm-hmm. very green talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I'm I'm working on it. Um, I did just do, you know, I just changed my stage name. Um, and, yeah, uh, I saw that. I was like, wait a second. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> but but you know something, it's good that you changed your name this early. You know that you kind of you went from Tatiana to now Anastasia. Mm-hmm. You know because you're starting early versus you two three years in now you want to change your name. Right. I that would have if I had you know a huge audience right now and I had done a name change, it would have been really difficult to maintain that audience. Oh hell yeah, because then you gotta put FKA Right. Formerly known as <laughs> Yeah, oh my God. But see, but I'm to me I think the thing that girls should implement is implement the vanilla porn scenes. And what I mean by that vanilla porn scenes is your typical you know, uh, pizza man, you can do the Uber, or even anything role plays to where it's a skit in the beginning. Um, because your fans gonna love a story. You know, I don't really care even if it's your solos. I've seen girls that do the solo shit where they implement a story or what have you, you know, period. So it's kind of like when you come up with your ideas for scenes, where's your some of your inspirations? I mostly look at other creators i look at other people's content and i sort of draw inspiration from that mm-hmm. mm, no doubt. and now of course there's keep up with the demand mm-hmm. so how often do you film or try to film in order to keep up with the demand now i understand your solos is a little bit easier to get off than that of your boy girl right so how often do you necessarily film to keep stuff updated you know pretty uh, I usually try to film two to three times a week. Um, if I can squeeze in a boy girl or a girl girl shoot, then that's you know four or five um, shoots uh, or yeah shoots a week. Um, so I try to cram in as much as I can. Mm. I was uh, I just unfortunately lost my job. I was working a vanilla job, so that was that took up most of my time. Mm-hmm. Now I have the option to work a little bit more, and I am going to while I'm looking for a new job. Um, mm. Hopefully, you'll see a lot more from me. Oh, most definitely. So, how many toys do we have in the toys? Oh, wow. Um, I think I have, I want to say, 11 dildos. I have a fuck machine. I have a flashlight. Um, I have... Oh, what, about, what else do I have? I have a couple of butt plugs. Um... Oh, and two vibrators. Toe Maddie. Okay, so she got she she got not a lot of toys. What is your when it comes to you doing your solos, what are your top three toys that you like to use? The fuck machine is number one. That has been the best purchase I've made. So <laughs> easily. Um, and then I do like um I love uh my vibrator. That's my wand is is mm-hmm. That's what I use in my personal life when I when I masturbate mm-hmm. is is my wand. So that's usually number two. And then I do love my dildo. Uh, I have a one. It was my first dildo that I purchased. That is um, very, it's very special to me. That's a husband. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 do you squirt? I have ones. I haven't on camera yet, and I'm really bummed out about it. I gotta like. You gotta really hydrate and, and practice and get the hang of it off camera and then uh-huh. then I'll start. I really want to. Yeah, cause I was like, for someone to use a buck machine, I think that they kind of like the, the, the squirt. You know, even though I know dudes enjoy watching the, the the fuck machine, you know, period. Especially when you turn it up on high. Right. <laughs> hey, shit. How hard of an orgasm do you get from the fuck machine? It's pretty. 
pretty good. It's a pretty strong one, um, especially when I get it. You know, I'll start it off probably medium speed and then bump mm-hmm. it up, uh, you know, as I go. When I get to that top speed, man, it's it's it rocks my world. Oh, Jesus. So it, it used vibrator, too. Yeah. Yeah. Good night. Lord. Yeah. yeah y'all need to go ahead and subscribe and see that because even I wouldn't want to see that shit. My damn. <laughs> so, so like you said, you at one point had a nine to five, um, which I tell anybody. Is no, it's surprise. That's one of the misconceptions people don't realize that there's a lot of porn stars who do have 95s, right? And pursue this at the same time. And I tell anybody, yeah, you you kind of kind of need it, um, until this takes over, right? To, to you making a, a good six or seven figures from the shit, and um, because you need to guarantee money, plus, kind of easier to move in the world when you have a nine to five because then you have something to show people if you want to rent right you want to get houses and stuff like that because if you just say that you're doing porn or even you say you're doing entertainment now they want to see bank statements and all that shit right people don't realize how hard it is to move just as a porn star trust me on that so oh my god so so the the question which I was asking, when, how do you balance it all? Your personal life with your career? Because with this point, it does take up a lot of our time to chase. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm good about taking time for myself, um, especially when I was working my nine to five. I had more of a routine, um, mm-hmm. and I it usually involves coming home and taking some time for myself. Usually, getting high and sort of unwinding from the day, and then I'll start, you know, making content and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm good about taking breaks. I'm good about, especially with the porn stuff. I'm not as great in my nine mm-hmm. to five, honestly. I, I, I really, and I, I wish it was the opposite. And I hope mm-hmm. that it becomes the opposite. But I, I, I throw my entire self into my work. Um, mm-hmm. I know a job. I'd like it to be the other where where I can devote all of my time to to content creation. Um, but I'm just not there yet. Well, I mean, you're just really getting started. Right. You know, you still you still new, um, and you still developing your fan base. Right. You know, pretty. I mean, even though you you got a hell of a start for who you have worked with, um, and I'm pretty sure you're getting more bookings as we speak, more people hitting you up that want to work with you, from boy girl to fashion, what have you, and everything. What certain companies would this manifest? What companies would you love to work with in the future? Um, you be eyeing. Queer Crush is, is a Las Vegas studio mm-hmm. um, that I really want to work with. I love the work that they're doing. I would love to work with Blush again, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, Plumper Pass, I'm interested in working with, and um, Jeff's Models as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, I'm really interested in, in focusing on the BBW scene, mm-hmm. um, just because I feel more comfortable working with studios that are, have a, a large experience working with bbws mm-hmm. um because it's different it is it's different being a plus size creator um mm-hmm. than it is being you know whatever um so uh i those are those are the top top ones right now um that i'm most excited for and i hope that i get to work with jeff <laughs> um i am speaking to so jeff's model oh i knew jeff was gonna hit you up that that, that, that was a given uh <laughs> well, hopefully that'll that'll happen this year um plumper yeah. pass i have not um they do follow me so hopefully someone down, sometime down the line um and queer crush i just need to get in communication with yeah. i think a lot of girls don't realize it takes time and it, it I tell any female for the first time you dropped your first set of videos on Twitter, you're being watched. They're just seeing how you move. Right. And they come get you when they when you're white hot, you know, period. Um, because I also tell females that your brand not only encompasses what you shoot, but who you shoot with. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, period. Um, that you you want to work with established talent. It's not because of just one because they got a fan base too that that you can tap into, right. but also if you want to be taken seriously, you have to work with serious people. Exactly. Yeah, and and that's why I said I like with Princess Danny. Shout out to her because I did an interview with her. She is so fun. 
She is wonderful. She is so fun. I swear. She had me dying laughing the whole time. <laughs> she ain't got no damn sense. But I love it. I can't wait to bring her back. But no, but like I said, I mean, um, with you now, also you got these content parties, these content houses and stuff like that. Is that something you plan to attend in the future also? Um, I'm looking into it. I have I have heard about a couple of content houses and I'm really interested in moving to Vegas at some point, hopefully this year. Um, so far, it doesn't look optimistic but i'm holding out hope um so at some point and i know that there's a big house that's out there so that i would love the opportunity to work in a content house yeah most definitely because um one you're surrounded by but one i really doubt there ain't nobody gonna turn you down for shooting i really doubt that shit yeah that's one of them gonna make time <laughs> you might get your game made there right there <laughs> How you playing? She allowed them to do that, but but no, it's um, it's like I said, iron sharp as iron. So it kind of enables you to network, and plus you guarantee to get quality content. Right. You know, because it the thing about it is how much is quantity more important for you when it comes to the quality. Excuse me, how much quantity is important versus the quantity when it comes to you? Um, it. Quality is more important to me at this point. Um, I, I definitely, as far as cranking out solo videos, I can do that, you know, as much as I want. And as I've gotten the knack of it. I still need to get, a, like, a really great camera to shoot on. Um, but uh, so far, I've gotten that to the point that I can, quantity is more the focus there. When it comes to collabs, I'm 100% more focused on quality than quantity. And thank you for saying get a camera because I'm sorry I'm old school I can't do a phone it's it's not the same it's, I don't give a damn y'all got an iPhone it doesn't beat a fucking Canon no it doesn't it does not I'm sorry the pictures ain't the same I it, it just ain't it just ain't so now here's the other question because of you being a new web because this has been an argument that's been brewing on Twitter it's about uh, more is, excuse me, less is more. Now, <laughs> what the argument is that you have some girls that feel that females show too much on their Twitter page and feel that they shouldn't. So what what do you think on that argument? Um, I actually, I've been thinking about that a little bit just because I, I see, from what I see from other more popular creators, is that they do, they show less, far less than I show. Um, mm. I personally think that where I am right now, I'm building an audience and I have to show them some, they don't know what I've done. So I have mm -hmm. to show them some body of work. Mm -hmm. um, so I personally don't think that there should be a limit on the amount mm -hmm. of content that I'm allowed to share. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I do understand where people are coming from in the sense that you do have to leave a little bit to the imagination. You do have to leave a little bit of mystery to it mm -hmm. because if they can see, you know, basically what the scene mm -hmm. is going to be on Twitter, they're not going to be, they're going to be less inclined to go and and purchase the whole scene when they can see. See, see that's where I, I tell people, no, it's about packaging. It's about packaging. See, that's that. The mistake ladies make is sometimes they overthink it. Mm -hmm. Instead of you putting up a, just a clip of you dude sucking a dick, throw up a fucking trailer of the scene, showing highlights with some music behind it. You know, period. Um, Ladies, me personally, a titty or pick. It, it like this. You can show titty all day. Don't mm -hmm. show the coochie because that's the last frontier. You feel me? But even more so, it's about the look of the picture. That's why I tell females, no. Get in touch and become friends with a fucking professional photographer. Because the difference is, if you got a professional looking picture of your tits out, looks way better than a fucking selfie. Mm -hmm. Plus, it makes them look at you in a different light because it's a professional looking picture. People look at a pinup way differently than they just look at a IG model. Right. You know, period. That that's what I, say I like about you. You you do pinup as shit. You I know, try. period. Bye. You know, period. you just ain't there with you know the toes curled, knees bent, ditto in the pussy. And then you see the goddamn baby, the baby crib in the back. She got on the bonnet. Toe, toes ain't even fucking done and shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, period. The hair ain't even did. You know, she, she, you know, it's it's about the package. 
You know, because at the end of the day, it's still smut. Mm-hmm. It's still porn. You know, I get what the lady said about less is more because, but once again, those girls that saying that, look at the type of pictures that they're dropping. They're dropping professional, modelish looking pictures. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, period. And so, and also, if it's classy, if it's sexy, not just raunchy. So to me, it there's no blueprint of how it works, but the only blueprint that I do know is that it's kind of like, I, I, I'm saying this, I'm, some of you millennials don't remember, it's just like the dude Mims, who had the song said, this is why I'm hot. I remember, Shit. man. Remember the song went fucking multi-platinum. Yeah. You, you want to know why? Because he told you it was hot and we believed it. <laughs> yeah, they people perceive what you give them. That's why I tell females when you start at a level, you stay at that level. You don't go below it because you end up killing the fantasy and boring your fan base. So shoot, that means they saw you on blush. They may be seeing blush looking shit. Don't tell anybody that. So, and for what I see, you you do quality shit, baby girl. I see potential with you. That's why I want to interview you. <laughs> No doubt, no doubt. And that means I'm going to have to bring you back also. Because I told you I bring them back on a regular basis. So with that being said, baby girl, can I call you a smoke buddy? Absolutely. See, there you go. So she will be back on the Smokers Lounge and she'll be back eventually and probably soon, the premium smoke room. That's right, people. Four ninety nine a month, six premium podcasts. More unpredictable, more wilder, more crazier. Hey, she might even show us those beautiful tits of hers in the premium smoke room, which we're hoping for. I got my toes crossed, too. (laughs) But you won't know unless you subscribe. Remember, the best smoke is always premium. Subscribe to premium smoke room, people. So with that being said, baby girl, tell everybody where they can spend money on you. Uh, I am Anastasia or Annie Allen Poe everywhere. That's A-L-L-A-N. Um, if you spell it A-L-A-N or A-L-L-E-N, you're not going to find me. Um, Annie Allen Poe or Anastasia Allen Poe everywhere. Um, mm. So hit me up. And I find it interesting that you, 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 your last name is one of my favorite uh, poet authors. I got him on my back. Yes, yes. Tell, tell hard. I can go down the list. I love it. <laughs> I just love reading his poetry. So with that being said, people, you know how we end this thing all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over. Say goodbye to everybody, Annie. Bye, everybody.